Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you, are, while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning. And when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things, and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? The same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's something interesting about their eyes not being open. To see that it's Jesus walking with them. Because when I read it, I can't help but feel that it's their own lack of faith that's keeping their eyes closed. Last week, we talked a bit about faith in each other. And we talked about Thomas wanting to feel the wounds of the nails, and put his hands in Christ's side, or he wouldn't believe what everybody else had told him. And we get some of that same unbelief this week, because we have these two sad followers of Christ walking the road. And at first we think, well, maybe they don't know that Christ is risen. But when he appears to them and they explain everything that's happened, they include in that, well, in this morning, the women came and said that an angel told them that he wasn't among the dead and that he was living. 
And yet they don't believe. And we know they don't believe, at least not deep down, they don't believe because they are walking along the road and they are sad. They are devastated. They are lost in their own little world, having their own little pity party because they feel so bad about everything that's happened. I can't help but feel that maybe, maybe if they had had faith, And what the women had told them, maybe if they had faith in what the others had said, maybe their eyes would have been open. And you begin to get this feeling that their eyes are closed because they are too busy looking at what they want to see. They want to feel bad. They want to walk along and mope and have this time of feeling bad because... Their teacher is gone and they don't know what to do with themselves. And like so many of us, they close their eyes to what's happening around them. We like to think that we would see Jesus and recognize him if he came walking along with us. And then I start to think about all the times that I have missed opportunities that God has given me. And I start to wonder if maybe sometimes my eyes are not open. Do I see Christ when he's disheveled, sitting on the sidewalk looking for his next meal? Do I see Christ stuck at the side of the road with a flat tire, not knowing how to change it and how to get out of that situation? Do I see Christ in the face of a mother desperately trying to figure out whether she's going to feed her children or pay her rent? Do I see Christ in the face of an immigrant looking for a home because their home is no more? And I worry that sometimes my eyes are not open. Sometimes I'm so worried about what I see right in front of me and how I see things that I close myself off to these other things. That I close myself off to the bigger picture that God has. Because I worry about how it's going to affect me. What's going to happen to me? Is this safe for me to do? Well, if I give away this, what will I do? And I close my eyes because I'm so busy thinking about my world. Just as the followers were on the road to Emmaus, they were busy thinking about how their world had been turned upside down. How everything they thought was true was no longer true because the person that they thought was going to lead them into a brand new life, into something new, was dead. And they refused to believe anything else. So much to the point that they could not see Jesus walking with them. They see when he forces their eyes open. 
He breaks bread with them. And he opens their eyes. Don't wait for Christ to force your eyes open to see the big picture. Think about how much more they could have learned. How much more joy they would have had if they had just had their eyes open from the moment he appeared with them. Instead of being sad and lamenting that they could have been overjoyed. That their Savior had risen and their Savior walked with them and they could learn and grow. And instead they doubted. And they lost that chance. Because they didn't have faith. We're given a chance. We're given a chance in Christ to see something beyond ourselves. That part of what we put to rest on that cross when we take it up is that idea that we are the most important thing around us. We give up that notion that taking care of me is all that matters. We put it on the cross and it dies there. And in our life resurrected in Christ, we find that we are part of a community, that we are part of a group, that we are part of a whole. And that as a part of the whole, we have to be able to see the whole. We have to be able to see each other, not as just what we think we are, but we have to be willing to see each other as God sees us. We have to be able to see the potential that God sees in each and every one of his children. That if we are resurrected in Christ, then we are free from a life restrained by sin and death. And if we are no longer restrained by sin and death, then we can do more good than we ever thought possible. We can be more good than we ever thought possible. And we can be more to more people than we ever imagined. Because we do it with God. And we do it without the shackles of sin and death keeping us restrained. And we can do it without fear. Because when we are with God, we have nothing to fear. We are set free. We are set free that we may be able to see what still needs done. Before we take up the cross with Christ, it's easy to see our lives in terms of me, myself, and I. Now all of these things will affect me. But when we take up our life resurrected, we begin to see things as us. As children of God. That we see things not in our ways, but we see things in God's kingdom, in God's glory. That we see things in God's ways and not ours. And if we see things in God's ways, then we're going to see things that need to be done. We're going to see injustice that needs to be fixed. We are going to see the yoke of slavery that needs to be broken. We are going to see the poor who need help. We're going to see the sick that need care. And we're going to see these things because our eyes are opened by faith. Our eyes are open because we choose to see what can be. 
And part of that is seeing what is happening right now and seeing where God can take us if we put God in control. If we hand those things over to God, we can do so much more. And we can do it for each other. We can do it with Christ. That we can help to end war, to end poverty, to end hate, to end suffering. And we do it by doing what is good. But it starts by seeing. By opening our eyes and seeing that there's still much to be done. But there's much to be done outside of just our own bubble. That if God is willing to set us free, sinners, sinners who could never earn salvation, but salvation we have found in a God of mercy and hope. If God can save us, and we believe that there is one God and one salvation, then we also must accept that that one God is the salvation for all people. And if that one God is the salvation for all people, and that God is a God of hope, and a God of love, and a God of mercy, then surely that salvation is for all people. And if that salvation is for all people, then surely we must be able to help bring that salvation to all of God's children. There's no reason for us to fear the other. No reason to fear that God won't have enough salvation to go around. It's for all. That love and mercy is for everyone. And just as we see how sad, how despondent the followers were when they kept their eyes closed because they didn't want to believe. They didn't want to have that faith. Oh, how sad and despondent it must be for those who don't have faith in Christ, who don't have that hope, who have their eyes closed and cannot see that light. I do my best to keep my eyes open. That I can see the light and I can point out the light to others and say, see and believe. God is there for you. God is there for me. God is there for each and every one of us. That it is never too late to find hope and salvation in Christ. It's never too late to open our eyes. And it's never too late to bring hope to those who are in sorrow. To bring joy to those who are in sadness. And to share in that joy that we have knowing that we live a life resurrected in Christ. That we live in his hope and we live in his glory. Because he lives within each and every one of us. And we know that he lives. Never lose sight of that hope. Never lose sight of that love.
and know that as we are born again in Christ, our eyes are open in Christ. Amen.